Good evening. Tonight we're learning Maseches Psachim Daf Kuf Aleph, one of the most well-known halachic sugyas as it relates to Kiddush, the famous principle of Ein Kiddush El Bamakam Suda. So we'll learn uh, the Gemaras, and as we get to the bottom of the page, we'll pause and uh, look at the Shulchan Aruch. There are copies on David's table there uh, for when you are ready. Um, but let's, um, let's, let us do a quick Chazara of what we learned yesterday, because what we learned yesterday is critical to our understanding of today. Yesterday, on the bottom of Daf Kuf Amadez, we saw machlokas between Rav and Shmuel. The machlokas was, if a person makes Kiddush in Shul, how does that help them out regular birchos an nehenin? If you say bore priyagofen in shul, does it help for your bore priyagofen at home? So to that, on the bottom line of kufumid beis, Rav says yideyayin lo yotzu. Your your bore priyagofen did not work, but you were still yotze kiddush. And Shmuel was of the opinion that af yidei kiddush lo yotzu that you are not even yotze kiddush, and all the more so you are not yotze the birchas So starting today, ve'azda Shmuel the is daf kuf aleph amad aleph about five lines down. Why is it that Shmuel said that if you make Kiddush in Shul, and then you get home, that your Kiddush had yet to count? That it was a zero. Now you have to make Kiddush when you get home. The only time that Kiddush ever works is when it is B'makom Su'uda. Now, there are a lot of different ways to understand this phrase, B'makom, in the place in the place where you eat, and not just in the place where you eat, that Kiddush requires food to be eaten subsequent to the Kiddush. And this is how we pask in Ladina, that let's say that a person wants to have a Lachaim only. So that's not allowed. That Kiddush is a zero. Ain Kiddush, you go into a Kiddush, someone offers you a Lachaim, you say, I don't want to eat any calories, I'm just having, you're not supposed to eat. You're not supposed to eat. So that's because you need to make sure that your Kiddush is followed by Su'uda of some kind. The, the post came here to discuss what does a Su'uda mean? Does it mean Mizonos? Um, does it mean uh, does it mean Mizonos? Does it mean Hamotzi only? Uh, what about the Kulas? Like uh, Rabbi Robinson, I know, is, is very food sensitive. So when he makes Kiddush on Shabbos, when we used to have Kiddushes on Shabbos a year ago plus, Rabbi Robinson would drink a significant portion of the wine because according to some post game, that counts as well as a su'uda of some kind at a minimum in order to be able to say, otherwise to make Kiddush, but to not eat afterwards, ain't Kiddush al-Bamakam Su'uda. So we're going to get through some of these aspects today and then see how the Shulchan Aruch discusses these. So that's what Shmuel says, ain't Kiddush al-Bamakam Su'uda. Sabor mina, what would we understand from the sheet of Shmuel? Hani mili mi bias la bias. When does Shmuel say, ain't Kiddush al-Bamakam Su'uda? that your Kiddush does not count unless it's in the place in which you eat. That's when you're switching locations. That was the case that we started with on the bottom of Kufam and Bays. When you made your Kiddush in Shul, then you switched buildings to your home. That's where we say, Ein Kiddush, but if you're moving from one room to another within one house, that's not where we would apply the rule of Ein Kiddush Alba Makam Suda. And if I make Kiddush in my dining room and I move into my uh, and I move into my den, so then the halacha is that that Kiddush is still considered um, sufficient. Amar Luhu Ravanan Bar Tachlifa. Not sure I agree with you. Zimnan Sagin Hava Koimna Kame De Shmuel. There are times that I was in front of Shmuel, but Nachis Me Igra La Arab Hadam Kadesh. And I saw that uh, in front of Shmuel, that people would go from the roof, uh, they would eat on the roof, and they'd go down the ara to the to the floor level, the Hadar Mekadesh, and then they would make Kiddush again, a unique shita, one that is not quoted, la halacha. And then says the Gemara, there are a couple of other people who do, in fact, agree with Shmuel. Says the Gemara, third of the way down, Dafkuf Aleph, Amid Aleph, Af Ravuna Savar, Ein Kiddush, El Makam Suda. Ravuna also agrees to this idea of Ein Kiddush, El Makam Suda, 
what is the source for this? The Ravuna Kaddish, Ravuna would make Kiddish, the Is Akra Le Shraga, the Aili Le Lemane, Le Beginane de Rabba Bere. He would, in a case where the candles would, would blow out. Is le shraga, the candle would be would be done for. Then they'd move the beganani de Rabba They'd move into a house that he made for his kids for when they were getting married. Dava Shraga. There was a candle over there. So he was in one place and he moved to another. The Kaddish Midi. And he made Kiddush. It was a new building. That's what we said. That's Shmuel. Nibayas Labayas. Alma Kasavra and Kiddush al Suda. It's clear from this story of Ravuna that when they switched from the main house to the groom's new house, he made Kiddush and ate something. That's Mamish the din of Ein Kiddush al Suda. Why would you switch? Why would you, why would you make Kiddush again? It must be that he holds that the Kiddush that you made in the main house doesn't apply to the guest house. The Afraba halfway down, Kufal from an Afraba also agrees, Rabba Savar, Ein Kiddush al Suda. How do we know that Rabba is of the opinion of Ein Kiddush al Suda that he agrees to Shmuel? Damar Abaye. Abaye says, Ki Havina be Mar, Mar here is a reference to Rabba. When I was with Mar, when I was with Rabba, says Abaye, Rabba was third century, he was one of the Rabbeim of, uh, of Abaye. Abaye was fourth century Amora. So when he was with him, Ki Hava Mekadesh, when he would make Kiddush, Amar Lun, he would say, Te'imu Midi, you should eat something right away. Dilma ushpiza, because by the time that you go back to uh, to the place that you're going to eat, nisakra lechushraga, your candle will be blown out, like we saw earlier in the name of Rav Huna. And if you if you do switch locales and you hadn't eaten in the first place and you didn't eat anything, you would not be yotzei that kiddush. This kiddush that you make without food that follows, the ain kiddush elabamakam suda. So a lot of shitas uh, primarily in favor of the shita of ain kiddush elabamakam suda, with the primary exclusion of Rav, um, because the machlokes that we started with yesterday and, and referenced uh, at the beginning of today's shir of ain kiddush elabamakam suda, it seems to be that Rav doesn't agree with that. How do we know? Because if we look back at the bottom of Kufum Abayz, the case was Osam bnei Adam shekidshu beveisaknes as you make kiddush at, uh, in shul. So Rav on the last line says, "Yudei kiddush yatsu that you, even when you go home, you don't have to make kiddush again." So that's on in our world. That's an unbelievable idea. That's for sure not the case. We hold Ladina that you have to make kiddush. You have to eat after you say Kiddush, A, and B is you have to make Kiddush in the place where you actually plan on eating. We'll see a Mishnah Brura that reflects this idea very clearly against the Shita of Rav. So says the Gemara, wait a minute. You want to tell me that Rabbah agrees to Shmuel, that we hold of the principle of Ein Kiddush Al Bamakam Suda. We have a problem with that because whether or not we hold like Rav and Shmuel is its own conversation. Says the Gemara, Aini, is this true? Three quarters of the way down, 10 lines up or so from the from the bottom of Kuf Aleph and Aleph says the Gemara, Aini, is it true that Rabba agrees with the opinion of Shmuel of Ein um, of Ein Kiddush Al Bamakam Suda? The Ha'amar Abaye Abaye says, Kol Mili Demar, everything of the master. Again, Mara reference to um, to Rabba. Hava Avid Kirav, he would hold like Rab everywhere. Except for the following exclusions, the following three scenarios seemingly are the only places, are the only places where Rabbah held like Shmuel. What were those three places? 
Well, none of them were our case. Here's what they were. Number one, you can take tzitzis off of one beged and you can move them to another. Number two, that you can light one candle from another. Din number three, that one is allowed to drag a bed, a, a mita, a kise, a chair, and a bench on Shabbos. To not make a ditch. What do we see from here? That the only time that Rabbah agrees with Shmuel is in these three cases. But Shmuel is the one who says in Kiddush Alabamakum Suda. So if you're going to tell me that Rabbah agrees like Rab in general, but there are three exceptions to the rule where Rabbah agrees to Shmuel, and then you don't list our din of in Kiddush Alabamakum Suda. That means that Rabbah doesn't hold like Shmuel by Ein Kiddush Alvamakam Suda. So how did you get away with saying that Rabbah agrees to Shmuel? It's Pashat not true. So the Gemara answers this question as follows. Four lines from the bottom, and then we're going to look at the Shulchan Aruch. The uh, Gemara answers no. When do we say that Rabbah in general holds like Rav and only rarely holds like Shmuel? He holds like Rav when Rav is strict. However, when Rav is lenient, as he is here, because Rav does not hold of the principle of Ein Kiddush Suda. Reflecting back again to the last line of Kufa Medbez, where Rav says, Yidei Kiddush Yatsu, that if somebody makes Kiddush in Shul, and then they come home, they don't have to make a new Kiddush. Rav was being mekil. Rav says, you don't have to make Kiddush again. So says the Gemara, Kikule de Rav lo hava avid. Rabbah, when Rabbah said that he always held like the sheets of Rav, that was when it was like his Chumras. But if Rav was being a mekel, he wouldn't hold like him. And therefore, even though it's true that the three cases where he holds like Shmuel, one of them is not listed as in Kiddush Alabamakam Suda. But by virtue of the fact that this was a case where Rav was a mekel, so there, Rabbah wasn't willing to agree with him. And that is how we pass in Halacha Lamaisa. And let's take a look at the Shulchan Aruch. I'll do a screen share for those of you who are uh, online. No, I seemingly won't do that. Definitely scanned it. Um, what did I call it? What did I call it. Sorry, can't find it. Let's see if it, this is it. Nope, I apologize. I did. I thought I scanned it, but I can't find it. One more this quick check. Really nice popular on YouTube. <laughs> Seriously, maybe it just went to the wrong place here. Documents. Yeah, I have no idea where it is. I apologize. I'm reading from the Shulchan Aruch in uh, Simon Reish Ayin Gimel Seif Aleph. I'll read clearly and translate. My apologies. And here is what the, uh, the Shulchan Aruch says. The Shulchan Aruch codifies our Gemara as part of regular halacha. Opens up uh, Reish Ayin Gimel Seif Aleph. Ein Kiddush Ella B'makom Se'uda. Who is that? That's Shmuel through and through. That's Rabbah, that's Rav Huna, a whole host of Amoraim following in the heels of Shmuel against the Shita of Rab. We hold Ein Kiddush Ella B'makom Se'uda. So um, this, in fact, is rooted, according to some of the Rishonim, if you take a look at the first Mishnah Burr, Sivkatan Aleph, he writes, When do we say that there's a din of Kiddush? That's where it's Makom Oneg. And Oneg is... Ain Simcha Elabasar, whatever the din is, the mitzvah derabanan that we have of eating a suda on Shabbos, the three, four sudas over the course of 25, 26 hours. That's the din here. Shehu Hasuda. Sham Tehakriya Shal Kiddush. That's where we should make Kiddush. The Shulchan Aruch continues. Uvibayis Echad. 
If you move from one corner of the house to another, no problem at all. If a person makes Kiddush in one corner of the house, and a person then decides that they're going to switch rooms in the house, even if the room is a massive ballroom, no problem at all. One does not have to make Kiddush again. Adds in the Ramah, Haga. If a person goes from their house to a sukkah, and of course vice versa, the din is that you do not have to make new kiddush. Where does this come up most poignantly? When it starts raining in the sukkah. And now you're going to be forced to go inside because we know that we say the mitzvah is pater mina sukkah. So the litvaks say that it means when it's raining in the sukkah, nobody eats like that. That's not teshu kein taduru. So when it starts raining in the sukkah, you can move inside. You have to make kiddush again. No, Ein Kiddush Makam Suda doesn't apply. We don't have our forced hand to change, uh, to, to make a new Kiddush when we change locations. The Yeshomrim writes to Shulchan Aruch, Shekol Sheroa Mekomo, Afilu Mi Bais Lechatzer, Ein Tzarech Lachzer As long as you can see the location you're switching to, you're good to go. Okay, let's stop here. I would have done a little more in the Mishaburas, but I don't want to leave everybody out who's on Zoom. My apologies again. That is the Din in Shulchan Aruch. We do Paskin this way. And uh, one should make sure to do so that if they're going to have a l'chaim on Shabbos after davening, they have to make sure to eat a kezayis of, um, of something, a kezayis of mizono, something that's bechdeachilas pras. And lakula, again, in the scenario as described, when someone has food sensitivities or if there's a pressure where one needs to uh, drink a kezayis, a drink a, a, drink a, a revius, whatever it is, maybe might be two revius, it's a shayla on the post and how much you have to drink for this to be considered to be a suda. So some of the post say have to drink uh, but that would be the way to, to deal with this halacha, and it is Ladina. Just to clarify, you said yes. the postgame discuss your question in one frame, which is, is it appropriate to make Kiddush between Shachris and Musaf? That is a machlokas in the postgame. When I was a little kid in camp, they used to have Shabbos cookies, so they would, uh, right before laning, it, right, uh, I was in high school. They weren't they weren't pampering us like little kids, but they would they would have a bag of cookies for each group, and they'd give us cookies and milk, mamish, and we'd make a mizona. They'd make kiddush out. So that's a shaila in the post game if you're allowed to lechatchila. So we rely on this by Rosh Hashanah here in the base midrash, where it's a long day. We got it. So we split up the rooms to make sure that the, the men are here, the women are there. Everybody makes a little kiddush. They have a little a little whatever, and then they can go back in for tzkiyashofar musa. Before used to do that. McCor used to actually do that. We used to break Shabbos. in between on Shabbos, and we'd have shear. You have learning, have kiddush, and then you'd have musaf after after uh, leaning. Before my before my time, maybe we should uh, way back in the day. Uh, we should go back to be machzer ataris liyoshna. That's a wonderful idea. First of all, we should just be machzer ataris liyoshna that we have kiddush bechlam. <laughs> Once we have that done, then we can move back to uh, making kiddush during uh, during davening itself. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we're mekel, as uh, as Yitz just pointed out, and as uh, you know, as happened when I was a kid. But uh, yeah, the, the one other shaila I referenced this yesterday briefly is that if one a person has a need to eat before davening, or if you're Hasidish and it's normal to eat before davening, there too one is obligated to make kiddush. You're not allowed to eat. The same prohibition that we have of eating before uh, before kiddush that applies after davening also applies before davening. If you are mechuyav to eat before davening for whatever host of reasons that are available. So there was, I once had a theory that if I waited that long to eat, I would get a migraine. So I would make, I would try to eat in the morning. So I'd make a kiddush, and then I would eat, and then I would come make a bracha, and then I'd come to shul. So that's already, that's the Shuvah Moshe and other poskim as well. The one is obligated to make kiddush 
uh, you have to eat a kezayis at that point. Then it's not just about the lipid, you have to eat a kezayis. So there are some who are also concerned about the fact that really the lechatchila way to do kiddush b'makam suda is only with bread. So some people don't eat a regular kiddushes like the ones we have, and that's why some shows might put out rolls just to allow people to, to check off all the boxes. Back in the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, Daf Kuf Aleph Amid Aleph, says the Gemara Ashita that we will uh, quickly reject. The Rav Yochanan Amar, what is this uh, going on? Rav Yochanan is going back on where we started, uh, where we ended off yesterday, that sugya that we uh, are focusing on right now uh, from the bottom of Kuf Amid Beis. What about the case where someone was Mekadesh, Bebeis HaKnesses, they made Kiddush and Shul. So we learned about Rav. We learned about, uh, learned about Shmuel, and now Rav Yochanan is adding the third shita to the mix. What does Rav Yochanan hold that if a person makes Kiddush in Shul and then they go home? Omar, Wow, he's the most lenient of them all. Not only were you Yotze Kiddush, but you were also Yotze the Bore Priyagafen. Could you imagine? It's crazy town a little bit. You're, you're here in Shul. We don't make Kiddush on Friday nights. That's a huge Shiloh. Why is that even allowed anymore? Why would we make a bracha in Shul? Nobody, it's not Kiddush B'makam Suda. It's a violation of Shmuel. It's a violation of the Shulchan Aruch. Why is it that it's a, so some of the post can, uh, I think the, the Bach, I think the, the tour, I think the tour wrote this. The tour is uh, the son of the Rosh. And he writes in, um, he writes in, in his commentary in the Arba Aturim that it, I think if this was his language. If it's not him, then it was the Bach. That had, had it been within his power, he would uproot the minig of saying, uh, saying Kiddush on Friday. It's a violation of the Gemara, which says, in Kiddush al-Bamakam Suda. So then what, okay, but the little kid's going to have a drink. What if the kid's not going to be the one to have the drink and the Mavarech has to drink, so he should drink. <laughs> At least if he has some type of Suda, but it, it, it's, it's tough. It's, it's a hard, uh, it's, it's a hard suck to say. That, and so that's one of the reasons why our show doesn't do it, but many shows do. Many shows do. It's not unheard of that someone would make Kiddush on a, on a Friday night in show. Uh, but it is a good shayla because the, the heter and the gemara, like we saw on the top of this summit, on the top of Kuf Aleph, Amid Aleph, that the reason why uh, that worked in the first place was because of Afuke uh, Orchim. You have people who sleep there, they eat there, fine, you're making Kiddush for them. That's already their kiel. There's Kiddush B'makam Suda, but when nobody's eating in shul, it should be in Kiddush B'makam Suda. That's a, that's a bit of a shayla in the post as to how some shuls have gotten to the point where they can make Kiddush. Now, Rav Yochanan's Shita, where he says that that the bracha that you make in Shul counts for the Boripriya Gafen when you get home. It's for sure not the way we paskin, but uh, well, let's, let's learn a little bit more about that. This is Rav Yochanan Lishitasa. Uh, How does it work out? What does he say? Last line, Kufal Aleph, Echad Shinui Yayin, the Echad. Shinui makom ain't sarach levarach. Rav Yochanan was of the opinion that if you change your wine and if you change your location, you do not need a new bracha. That's pretty mechudash. Just think about the practicalities of that, making a bracha in one person's house and going home without having in mind. Right? It's just stum. You're standing in shul. So that's what, what Rav Yochanan says in Gemara. That can't possibly be what Rav Yochanan held. Mesive, the Gemara brings a, brings a question from a Gemara in Brachos that we saw a couple hundred blot ago, or a couple few hundred blot ago. Mesive, Shinui Makom, Tzarech Levarech. That's not what Rabbi Yochanan said. Rabbi Yochanan's whole argument was that yatsu. So he says that, that makes more sense. So how, how here can the Brisa say, uh, sorry, how can Rav Yochanan say in the face of the brisa of Tzarech Levarech? And by the way, the end of that brisa reads, Shinui Yayin Ein Tzarech Levarech. There he agrees. 
So answers the Gemara, Tiyuvta de Rav Yochanan, Tiyuvta, that this rejects the Shita of Rav Yochanan. And in fact, he does not understand uh, the Shita of Rav Yochanan. It is outright rejected. Two quick stories, and we're going to stop about halfway down on this page because it's uh, just a long flow. And if you look on the other side of Kuf Beis and Aleph, it's a shorter blot. So all things being equal, equal, it will even out, and it'll be a little bit of a cleaner presentation. So says the Gemara, let's learn uh, line three, Kuf Aleph Amad Beis. Says the Gemara, Yasiv Rav Idi Bar Avin Kamei Rav Chizda. Rav Idi Bar Avin was in front of Rav Chizda. The Yasiv Rav Chizda Vekamar Mishmei Rav Huna. And Rav Chizda was quoting Rav Huna and said, this which uh, which was said that a shinui makom is tzarich levarich that if you change locations you need to make a bracha lo shanu elami bais lebais avami makom lemakom lo this is a hilchos bracha sugya that if a person were to change um, uh, ma, change makom they have to make a bracha when is that true that's only from different buildings. But within one building, and in fact, the Gemara here with that little olive changes this mipina lapina, that that is the language of the Marasha. It's also in the Kisvayad and in many Rishonim, that really this shouldn't say mimakum lamakum. It should say mipina lapina within one house. So this is a, um, a, a, a qualification that Rav Chizda is saying in the name of Rav Huna, that when we say that a person who changes locations needs to make a new bracha, that's only true when you're changing buildings. But mimakum lamakum again, or mipina lapina, lo, that would not be the case. Amar le ravidi bar avin, hachi tanina le bemasnisa de be ravhinak. What do you mean in the name of Ravuna? That's mafura shabrisa. <laughs> Why is the Amora not quoting the brisa? What does that What does that even mean? That makes no sense. This is a, a brisa, or the Amri le bemasnisa de be bar hinak kavaseh, who is the child of, not ravhinak, but bar, the letters got swapped, or the Gemara wasn't sure which, which ravhinak, is it ravhinak or bar hinak? So either way, uh, we have a brisa that teaches what you're teaching. So why are you telling it to me as a statement of the Amoraim as a, as a Memra? Says the Gemara, It must therefore be that he didn't have that. He came to that conclusion on his own. Beautiful. But it was not his own initial Marimakom. He had just never heard of it. One last story. While they were still sitting there, Ruchiza told a story of his own. He said, Halach on his own. When we say that if a person changes locations, they have to make a new bracha rishona. Here's the qualification. Third of the way down, Lo Amran That's only true. You only have to make a new bracha when you change locations. When the food you're eating doesn't have a chash of bracha achrona like benching or alamichi. It's only a borin of fashos. Aval. If the food you were eating were dvarma teunin bracha lacharem bimakoman, if you in fact had a scenario where you were eating something that was mizonos that required an al hamichya or peros haaretz that required an al haetz al haaretz whatever it is, and there you have to come back and bench in that spot then ain't sarach levarach, because we know you're going to come back. Your whole mindset is to come back, which means your bracha kind of comes with you and comes back. This is ladina, lahalacha, that one is obligated to bench in the place that they ate, and one is obligated to make a bracha achron in the place that they ate. The Shulchan Aruch and or speaks about this, that if a person uh, inadvertently, and even ladina b'mezid, if a person did this, though it's not appropriate, uh, one should really come back to, to the place where they bench if it's not feasible and impractical, whatever the details are, one is still allowed to bench in another space and another place. My time, why is it that Rav Yochanan 
uh, sorry, that Rav Chizda said this Chakira, that when do we say that you're obligated to make a new bracha? That's only when the food you're eating at a Borin Nefashos bracha, but not if it was al Michya, Al-Aretz, Al-Priya, Aretz, whatever the bracha of Me'in Sheva was, or benching, my taima, because Lakiva Kama Hadar, they have to come back to this place to bench anyways. So therefore we look at that initial bracha Rishona as like attached to a rubber band. We know you're coming back. So Whenever you make that, made that first bracha, it was with the understanding that anything that you did would come back and be included in your benching or your al-hamichya, your, your bracha me'en sheva, when you come back to that initial location. And Rav Sheshas argues, for Rav Sheshas Amar, echad zeh echad zeh He disagrees with the distinction that was made by Rav Chizda. And whereas Rav Chizda would say that if the bracha achrona was a bracha of benching or, or birchas me'en sheva, that you don't have to make a new bracha, Rav Shesha says, I'm sorry, I disagree. Your bracha achrona is irrelevant. When you change locations in that way, Sarich Levarech, he does not agree with Ruchizda. We'll stop right here by the Macy Bay, a little bit more than halfway down Kuf Aleph on the Bays. Your Tashem will pick up tomorrow night with that Kuf Bays. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Mm-hmm.